Star Wars that was 71 uh, shit I forgot about Star Wars <laughs> but that so that was probably with, with Jordan that was probably our yeah. our oldest gotcha gotcha gotcha, gotcha. but this one's probably second mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had no idea what what I was walking into and I, here we go I still cannot believe we've never seen this movie well and it, it it checks off everything that I should have seen and I don't know how I missed it throughout the years because it's like a cult classic spooky a musical <laughs> I hate us. It checks it out. <laughs> Super queer friendly. Oh, one. Oh, yeah, I'll get into some fun facts. It's fucking amazing. All right. I'm so excited. Let's just jump right into this bitch. Yeah, we'll get in. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. The creator of Rocky Horror Picture Show is, is an actor, Richard O'Brien. I actually don't know if he's an actor, but he created it. And it was because of his love of science fiction and horror movies. The show premiered in 1973 at the Royal Court Theatre upstairs in London, starring oh. starring Tim Curry, who's in the movie, and Richard O'Brien was also in the cast. Okay. So, Very by the cool. time the movie came out, Tim Curry was playing this character for two years. So. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And he's a fucking... Is that who plays... Frankenfurter, yep. Yep. Okay. It's fucking amazing. He's the butler in Clue, too. I never saw Clue. Me either. We should find someone that has. Clue. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, but no, and the fucking clown in It. Nuh-uh. The OG It. That's why I recognize his fucking teeth. Yep. <gasps> yeah. This was his first um, movie premiere. Oh my god, that like, freaks me the fuck out, dude. That's so good. Okay, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Um, the tablecloth scene where they serve dinner and he throws up the tablecloth. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim Curry managed to do that in one take. Nah. And they were super nervous because they didn't want to reset the table because they did it in such a way where it's supposed to show people that don't normally host dinner parties because, you know, they had, like, different right, right, kind right. of glasses and stuff. Yep. So they were like, God damn it, we're going to have to set it up again. But he did it in one take so they didn't have to redo it. That's fucking sweet. Um, also, a lot about Tim Curry just because I'm obsessed with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, he mimicked his accent based on a conversation he overheard on a train. A wealthy woman asked someone, do you really have a house in the country? <laughs> and he copied it because she sounded like Queen Elizabeth. And Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and he said that Frankenfurter is the queen. So he would obviously. I love that. Yes. Yep. I was like, yes, bitch. I love that. The whole cast loves this movie and they still like look back on it with like fond memories. And specifically the actor that plays Brad uh, his family's always, like, a little weirded out, you know? Yeah. But he said he's not ashamed and love that people, quote, learn to love themselves and accept their sexuality. Yes! I was like... Because there's, like, so many deeper meanings in this movie, which is what I love so much about it. Steve Martin auditioned for the role of Brad. Nuh-uh! Fun fact. <laughs> that would um, fucking hilarious. I have a lot of fun facts, because this movie's... It's just full of them. So good. 
Most of the actors during the dinner scene weren't told about the corpse of Eddie under the table, so the reactions were genuine. <laughs> so they really just scared the shit out of them. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is insane. These next two co- or fun facts are insane. At a cinema in Munich, Germany, this movie is played weekly since 1975. Holy shit. You actually get a Rocky Horror Picture Show kit when you get there. It contains a biscuit, rice. What? A candle to play during um, the dream song or whatever. Oh um, my god. And paper instructions to the time warp. Holy shit. I know. I want to learn that dance. It's so easy. You just jump to the left. And then it's a step to the right. And then you have to do the shaking. Put your hands on your hips. And put your knees inside. And do the pelvic thrust. I love it so much. I love it so much. I'll teach you it. Yes, please do. Last of all, (laughs) Tim Curry was kicked out of a midnight showing of his own movie because someone called him an imposter. (laughs) Nuh-uh. What the fuck? That's Beautiful. I love this movie so much. It's so fucking weird. Like, I can literally only watch it once a year, but it's It's the perfect Halloween movie. Alright. It's so good. I'll get into a little synopsis, and then we'll just... Jump in? Yes. A newly engaged couple have a breakdown on an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frankenfurter. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's kind of what happens. (laughs) God damn it. Janet, okay. God damn it, Janet. <laughs> the actress that played, um... Who plays the lips? Uh, Magenta, <laughs> the one with the big hair. Okay. Yep, and actually her, um, what's it called? Agent didn't want her to take this role because it was so small, but she heard the opening song and she's like, I have to do this. So that's her lips and she's like mouthing the words. I love it yeah. so much. And she, I guess she still like loves the show and she like is obsessed with people that like dress up as her at like shows. Because every Halloween, like usually at um, the Playhouse or something, oh, yeah. they'll do. Well, and that's like, so show. it's, so a throwback to our friend who did Jennifer's Body with us for Spooky Season. Kara and I were supposed to go watch this one night during Halloween when we were in college. But for some reason, we couldn't find the address, and it was like, I don't know where it was playing, but we couldn't figure it out. It was somewhere in Duluth. It was a little obscure. It wasn't the Playhouse. Weird. Was it the teacher room, maybe? I have no idea, but yeah. we, we couldn't fucking figure it out. But that So that was the one and only time I was supposed to see mm-hmm. it, and I didn't get to. Yeah, uh, the live shows are rowdy. I was going to say, people get amped. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, it would be like a bucket list item to be in the show. Like, yes. Oh, love it. Anyway... I didn't know what the song means because I didn't pay attention, so I can't, but I think it's foreshadowing the movie. I don't know. Oh, it definitely is because it talks about Brad and Janet. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> yep. I don't know. The song has freaked me out, so I didn't really listen. Yep. Then we are at a wedding. A church spills out people after a wedding ceremony. Brad congratulates his friend for his marriage. The bride throws a bouquet, and Brad's girlfriend at the time, Janet, catches the bouquet. Janet swoons over her friend's marriage and her love of weddings. They stroll through the cemetery next to the church and start singing about Janet catching the bouquet. The river was deep, but I swam it. Janet. The future is ours, so let's plan it. Janet. So please, don't tell me to can it. Janet. I've one thing to say, and that's damn it. Janet, I love you. Did you notice? 
notice um, Tim Curry and the two um, servants in the background during the scene? Yeah, I was like, is this a fucking funeral? What's going on? No, it was them in the background, just chilling. I love that so much. I was like, what the fuck are they doing here? Because in the next song, Damn It, Janet, they're the ones that are like, Janet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what is, what are these people? <laughs> I loved everything about this. It's It has this kind of Steven Spielberg, like there's this quirkiness to it, and it's really fun. Beetlejuice vibes, mm-hmm. like, but darker. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. And I just said, holy 70s. Like, Janet is the cutest human being on the planet. Susan Sorbonne! She's so cute, <laughs> and she just, like, her outfits are just so campy and, like, eccentric, and her shoes are, like, 12 inch heels and she's this tiny little blonde and I was like you're a sweetheart. That's probably the best song. (laughs) Janet also sings about how much she loves Brad and they practice walking down the aisle and he proposes to her. They decide to go visit the teacher that taught the science class that they met in. I know this on my heart only because of Glee. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Janet. Janet. I love you. So good. And then there's the random scenes where you see a narrator. Yeah. So apparently this narrator has this whole story of Brad and Janet. He talks to the camera and says he's going to take us on a journey. Janet and Brad leave Denton that night to visit Dr. Everett Scott. On the way, Brad and Janet have a flat tire while a storm hits. They notice that they passed a castle on the way and decide to walk there in the rain for help. The sign outside the gate says, enter at your own risk. On the way, Janet sings about the castle being a guiding star from the storm. There's a (laughs) They also have motorcycles that come up the driveway. And a figure is seen in the window, and he's singing about how excited he is to have company. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh my god, creepy white man in the window. Now we know this is a horror movie. Uh, again, I talk about how cute Janet is. She's reading the newspaper in the car, which I was like, wow, that's definitely something that's like more old-timey than anything, because now you can just read everything from your phone, or mm-hmm. or you wouldn't have your, a newspaper in the car. Mm-hmm. Although very convenient when she had to walk through the rain. Because <laughs> she can't get her hair wet. You can't ruin that hair. No, it'll curl. That perm took forever. And again, those, I was like, could you imagine walking in the rain in those heels? No. I don't know how she does the whole fucking movie in those heels, honestly. And the narrator warns us that Brad and Janet might not be safe. <laughs> so they go up to this mansion. A hunched balding man opens the door for them. Brad asks to use the phone, and the weird hunched man invites them in. They enter the mansion and see and can see the sounds that makes no sense. And can hear the sounds of a party going on. Both Brad and Janet are a little creeped out by the mansion and the man who greeted them. He explains that it's a special night for the master, and then a maid glides down the staircase screaming about how everyone's lucky. (laughs) I'm lucky, I'm lucky, well, I'm lucky. Uh, They get to the mansion and the weird hunchback dude, Mm -hmm. who obviously grows as a character. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) He just goes, you're wet. And I was like, LOL, it's storming. (laughs) She should have gone, yeah, I am. Or not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) And then let's do the time warp again. Are we there? 
Let's do the time warp again. So they immediately go into song, the maid and the hunchman. Yes. They sing around the house, aggressively singing about a time warp. Brad and, like, take Brad and Janet around the house. They end up at a party, and they learn with a bunch of people all wearing, like, suits and high heels. Yep. No matter the gender, no matter the size, they're yep. all wearing heels and suits, yep. which I love. And they learn to do the time warp. Janet does pass out a few times, yes. and I just quoted, too many gays, Janet passes out. Yep. And then I, someone said, they're probably all foreigners, and I just said, gay! <laughs> Yep. Love their costumes in this show, though. I fucking love it. Like, the girls... Sequence for days. Yes. Um, how they're all, like, decked on party, but, like, their suits are, like, the skinny jeans and heels, and they have, like, yes. the button thing. And then Columbia, the tapper girl, I was like, I always wanted to be good at tap dancing, so that scene gives so me... So many tap shoes. Ugh. Gives me so much envy. Like, yes. Fuck you. It's just a jump to the left. So while they're singing and dancing, because it's a long song. Yeah. And I'll put in a clip about how to do the time warp. It's pretty easy. Um... (laughs) Yes. So while they're singing and dancing, Janet and Brad try to sneak out of the room. At the end of the song, everyone falls down, and Brad tries telling a joke. I forgot what he says. It doesn't matter. Janet wants to leave, and on their way, walking backwards out of the room, they run into the master of the house. I'm just so sweet. How'd you do, Lyme? See you've met, Lyme. Faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad guy because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. So good. So good. So the master of the house introduces his handyman and explains, which is the hunchman, you don't know his name yet, and he explains that he's a sexy transvestite that's very good at sex. It's basically what his song is <laughs> That's about. his whole song. Brad has to use the phone as Frank, Dr. Frank, for, Frank, Furter, <laughs> Frank and Furter, <laughs> it's a tongue twister, introduces himself to everyone in the room. He promises Brad a satanic mechanic. (laughs) He also offers... He does deliver. Yes. (laughs) He also offers them to stay for food or overnight. And then he also brags about how he created a hot boy that relieves his tension. Yes. (laughs) And then we get the iconic quote in this song where it's like, I see you shivering with anticipation. (laughs) Fucking iconic, bitches. So good. So they end the song, and the doctor is going to show him the lab and see what's on the slab. 
Oh no. Um, so while he's in his elevator, just being dramatic as fuck, ending his song. Yes. The maid and the handyman strip Brad and Jana of their clothes. Yeah, that was fun. Just non, not cons- consensually, just starts ripping clothes off Yep, yeah, yeah. The whole crew goes up to the lab, and Riff Raff, who's the henchman's name, wastes champagne. He, like, throws a champagne bottle. I was like, that's fucking rude. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. What were up with Brad's undies? That was just a whole other level of, like, male diaper. Also, like, his schlong hung down so low in those undies. He's got a big dick. (laughs) But, like, then we see him in, like, later on in, like, a statue form small dick. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you. Packing socks in there. I don't know. (laughs) That's probably the only underwear that they wore in 1975. Probably. I don't know. That was forever. It was a weird (laughs) pair of undies. (laughs) I couldn't stop staring at his crotch. (laughs) (laughs) As they pull up to the lab in the elevator, Dr. Frank is waiting for them in a chic doctor dress and pink gloves. Oh shit, that was an awesome outfit. Did you notice that it was the allied triangle or like the was it really? gay visibility triangle? I um, didn't. Oh, I love that. I know. In the 70s! Mm-hmm. And then the whole party that was dancing before is watching them in the lab. So we learn we're introduced to Riff Raff, which is the handyman. And then the hunchman. Magenta is the maid with the crazy hair. And Columbia is the sparkly tap lady. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, The doctor gives them robes as... And gives them shit for intruding their party. Yes. (laughs) And Brad's like, we don't want to be here. We just want to use a phone. We just needed a fucking phone. Yep. And then they just start talking about tattoos. And I was like, tattoos and transvestite. Ooh, so scandalous. I love that their names are Brad and Janet. Because those are like the two whitest fucking names you could ever think of. And then also from the 70s. And they play those characters so well. They purposely casted... And Amer- like American actors and actresses for that, because I mean, obviously it was originated in, in um, London, but they wanted specifically Americans because, because it's just it's so. Um, they casted them so well in kind of this like pure mm-hmm. virgin. Mm-hmm. They played their male and female roles really to a T. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I just I thought that was so interesting and in how they they put that together. It was really cool. I love it. Um, Dr. Frank gives a speech about how he made his creature by accident, quote-unquote, and that he has the gift of life. The two girls beside him, Columbia Magenta, wearing the mask. I was Uh like, too real right now. I I said, oh my god, they're wearing masks. Triggered. That's gonna be triggering as shit forever. Forever. Okay, before COVID, what did you associate, like, the mask with? I mean, death. The end of the Mm -hmm. world. Like, I just thought of, like, doctors and dentists. Yeah. That was it. Whatever. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Magenta and Columbia remove a red sheet to a, and it shows a tank that has a man in it wrapped up like a mummy. Dr. Frank gives some directions to Riff Raff for the tank and a machine comes down from the ceiling. It has lots of fun colors that he plays with to fill the tank. He made a rainbow, gay, and a man yes. emerges from the tank. Frank calls him Rocky. This whole scene was wild. <laughs> Specifically, you start seeing Janet go from terrified to actually in love with Frank. Mm-hmm. You see her, like, from scared to being, like, really intrigued. And Brad's going, we need to get out. And she's like, just give me a minute. 
in it here. She's clapping. She's really excited. Part of his charm. He's, he's something. Uh, and Frank builds what I now decide is a queer machine. Yes. Like, he is yes. now building his own beautiful queer family through this weird rainbow device he's created. Did you notice he had an eight-pack? Because I did. The Rocky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was not an ounce of fat on that motherfucker. <laughs> Literally an eight-pack. Yes. Like, like, excuse you, sir. That's offensive. Also, that was not his singing voice. He couldn't sing. So someone... So he, like, added Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, well, he was sing. so hot, we'd forgive him for anything. Yes. <laughs> so he gets a Rocky song, which is like a Beach Boys kind of thing. And he's talking about how he wakes up and hates his life immediately. <laughs> Fucking welcome to America. Magenta and Columbia start cutting his wrappings, and turns out Rocky is stacked. And also that package is out. Those little itty-bitty skimpy underwear. His little gold tighties. Mm-hmm. Again, all I can think of is the fucking Glee episode. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, who was in those golden tighties? Uh, do you remember Sam, the blonde kid? He comes in, like, the fourth season. I don't know. We should watch that fucking episode I after this, I though. I probably should, <laughs> watching it after this. Okay, sounds good. Um, Frank is very pleased and horny over his creation. Yes, very horny. He fell in love immediately. You know he was in, what he was making. Mm. Rocky tries to run away from Dr. Frank, but the doctor is very persistent and talks him down. Mm-hmm. He like talks him down and he's like, baby, you're mine now. You're so beautiful. Basically. Yep. Columbia proclaims that Rocky is just, okay, so Frankenfurter brings him over to Brad and Janet, and he's like, what do you think? And Janet's like, I don't like a man with a lot of muscles. She says that because then she looks over at her dopey-ass, <laughs> piece-of-shit fiancé who has no muscles and a tiny penis, and is like, well, I can't offend him because we're engaged now, and I'm a Fergie. <laughs> I'm a Fergie. <laughs> Frank gives Rocky the presence of weights to stay in shape. He is very excited to make Rocky into a man by working out and eating healthy. I can make you a man. So what was he before? before? Like he came out looking like a fucking man. Nope. He's going to be more of a man. All right. I don't know. Let's fucking go for it. He's an alien. I don't know what's going on. Um, (laughs) Frank is all hot and bothered, but then... The freezer alarm goes off. Oh, boy. And a man in a motorcycle comes out. I love that they take something that is so typically masculine and make the motorcycle such a queer symbol in this movie. <laughs> it's so good. I'm like, yeah, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I remember seeing this video or this movie for the first time and randomly this guy came out of the freezer and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And that's Eddie? Yeah. Is it Eddie? Freddy. 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 Do you know who plays Freddy? Who is it? Meatloaf. The singer. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Holy shit. Yep. What the hell? So that's Meatloaf. (laughs) So the motorcycle man starts singing about having sex with women and rock and roll. Apparently he's also banging Columbia. The whole gang gets down. They weren't even just banging. She was in love with him. The whole gang starts gets down with a saxophone solo. And this song is so catchy. Oh, 
the whole thing, it's like, it gets creepier and weirder and more twisted as you watch it, but the music stays so uppity <laughs> that you're like, what is, I don't know how to feel about it's this. It's so good. I think that's the whole point of it is like, yeah, I don't, I actually don't You know. start to see like the deeper meaning of like how fucked up it is. I don't know. It's a really cool movie. Yeah. I didn't do any research after because I was tired. Um, <laughs> hey, that's fair. So Freddy gets on his motorcycle and drives around the lab while Frank grabs something from the freezer. When Freddy stops, Frank goes up to Freddy and chases him with an ice pick. He then straight up murders him in the freezer. And he's like, don't worry, it's like a pity murder. What does he call it? He's like, a mercy kill or it's something like that. Like, he's not going to be a hot young thing and whatever. Because it's like he created Mm -hmm. his his hot young thing and so he could get rid of Freddy. Freddy. Yep. Did you notice his, like, scar, too? Yeah. He took half of Freddy's brain with it and put it in Rocky. Is that what that was? Holy shit, I didn't notice that until after I watched it, like, the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Rocky is very upset over the murder, and now we know why, because he has half the brain. No one else is, except for Columbia. Columbia is very sad. So Frank finishes his song. (laughs) Yeah. He, so he starts a song, mid-song, murders a freezer motorcycle rider, mm-hmm. finishes song. Like a fucking queen, you gotta finish the show. You gotta, the show must go on. The show must go fucking on. I don't want no dissension. Just dynamic tension. He strips off his doctor dress back into his underwear, lingerie. And seductively walks towards Rocky. They link arms into a bed to fuck. Frank does a lot of fucking, which we find out very soon. That boy has libido. That's what I said. I'm like, how the fuck does he continue to just keep fucking? He's an alien. Or took Viagra. I don't know which one. Yeah. All of the above. (laughs) Couldn't tell ya. We go back to the fucking narrator, which is the most annoying part of this goddamn movie. Um, I wonder constantly how is he connected to the story? He's just the narrator? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. The narrator talks about reality and imagination. That's all I got out of it. Um, Janet and <coughs> Brad are uneasy about their host while they are shown to their separate rooms. Yes. There's a video camera in each room, which is <laughs> chill. Because that's consensual. No. <laughs> Magenta and Riff Raff watch them get into bed. And you know shit's going down. Yup. So we start with Janet. Oh, Janet. Damn it. Damn it, Janet. Janet is visited by Brad in the middle of the night. But plot twist, it's not Brad. It's actually Frank. And he's ready to get freaky with her. Um, She pretends not to like it or she doesn't like it at first until he starts like kissing her. And then she's like... Are you going to tell Brad? Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, she's like, I can't. I'm going to wait. And then she's like, wait, you're not going to tell Brad, right? And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, fine. She's like, cool. Put it in me. And they do missionary, which I was like, I expected more from Frank. If it's your first time, you can't really do anything else. Well, I mean, you could. You could. Howie. <laughs> Howie. She not much it fucking hurts. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, she's not that much of a virgie. She did other things before the P went in the V. No, because remember when she was singing to Rocky, she said she never got into heavy petting because it gets into something. Oh, you're right. That poor little vagine. I know. 
Her vagina got fucking work that night. Yeah, multiple times. (laughs) My God. Magenta and Columbia are cleaning up after the visitors and sneak into Frank's room to scare Rocky. While Riff Raff is torturing Rocky, Rocky rips off the chains connecting him to the bed and escapes down the elevator. Riff Raff and Magenta do a creepy-ass secret handshake. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's... Yeah, they so they actually so now you can see they have like an um no it's magenta and riffraff sorry, they're the ones that scare Rocky and get him to escape. This is where I start going. This movie is turn taking a turn for the uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So Brad is visited by Janet in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's Janet, right? Plot twist. It's Frank. <laughs> fucking Frank still has a fucking heart on. Somehow Frank manages to seduce him the same way as Janet. Mid-blowjob, Frank gets a message from Riff Raff that Rocky's escape, but don't worry, they finish. <laughs> Obviously, you can't... We've all heard the myths and legends of blue balls. You can't be leaving that shit. Yeah, you poor fucking things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't believe I was like, Frank goes after both Janet and Brad. This guy has some stamina. Yeah, like, immediately fucked her, and I was like, hey. Go for your fiancé. And then I'm like, suck on your boyfriend. Jesus Christ, this is why you need to allow yourself to freak a little before marriage. Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Some issues. Meanwhile, Janet is freaking out over cheating on Brad and their unfortunate luck. She looks at the camera and sees that Fred and... And sees Fred and... (laughs) You got it. I just connected their names together. She looks at the camera and sees Frank and Brad post-bang. While Janet cries about it, she finds Rocky in the tank scared and hurt. Janet mends him up and then gets all hot and horny for Rocky. Wow, Magenta and Columbia watch. She literally just got off that dick and wants to get back on another dick. Well, and she talks about seat wedding. I thought that too. (laughs) She's like, I'm into seat wedding. I was like, oh, damn, bitch. Wow, how much is flooding down there? You needed to get laid way before tonight, Gates are open. So now we go to Creature of the Night. Touch, 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 touch me. So, during the song, I just gotta, I have one note. LOL at Rocky feeling up Janet. That's every single teenage boy when they first see boobs. Yes! <laughs> he just went, because he's literally like, oh, boobs! Titties! <laughs> so, yeah, that song uh, shows them fucking. Actually, they wanted Susan Sarandon to be naked in that scene, and she refused. So, well, I was gonna say, her, she looked so good, even in the, like, the gross ass mm-hmm. laundry, not laundry, even laundry. It was literally. Some granny panties and that bra that looked like trash. Yeah, those were not supportive. I no. Bras. So after the song, Riff Raff gets punished by Frank for losing Rocky. Like, literally whipped. Yeah, it's cool. Yep. While looking at the monitors, Riff Raff notices that they have a visitor. Brad recognizes the visitor as his old professor, Dr. Everett Scott. 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 Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott. Frank recognizes him, though, as an FBI agent that deals with UFOs. So now we're getting sci-fi up in here. Holy shit, man. Just want to say Dr. Everett's in a wheelchair, so Frank summons Dr. Everett with the magnet to his lab so his wheelchair can go into the fucking laboratory. <laughs> oh, guess who plays him in Glee, by the way? Who? <laughs> 
the only wheelchair kid? What the fuck? What's the <laughs> stereotype here? <laughs> that show. God damn it. What? <laughs> I, like, had to email mid this scene. How did Dr. Scott show up? He was just there when I looked up. Yeah, you missed the whole uh, Frank turning on a magnet and the magnet. Okay, so that's what drew him yep. in. Yep. And he was literally just fucking so, gliding to the So he's a professor and an alien expert. Yeah, he was a teacher, professor, and now he works in the FBI with UFOs. Because he, okay. he taught science, and that's how Janet and Brad met. And that's oh, that's how, cute, okay. And that's who they were going to go visit. But Wait, then, they were both in college and they didn't fuck? It's college or high school. I don't remember. Man, Jesus. I have no idea. Jesus had some serious say in the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently she needed to be fucking railed before that if she was making seats wet. Anyways. She was sopping seats. (laughs) So Brad is just jacked to see his old friend. (laughs) Brad knows Dr. Everett Scott. Frank is convinced that Brad and Janet are spies. But Dr. Everett Scott's like, I have no idea why they're here. Right, because that checks out. Oh shit, it wasn't Freddy, it was Eddie. God damn it. I said it was Eddie! Yeah, you're right. I was okay. Wrong. So it was Eddie, Mobby, don't come at me, fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck everyone. <laughs> he was actually looking for Eddie, who is his nephew. Frank finds Rocky and Janet naked in the tank. Oh, and then we get the iconic part where it's like, Dr. Scott, Brad, Rocky, and they Janet. Say that- <laughs> in a loop for 12 hours. I love that. And it was so good. It's like where it gets uncomfortable because it's too mm-hmm. many times. Brad! Janet, Dr. Scott! Dr. Scott! Rocky! <laughs> so good. Well, Frank is pissed that Rocky cheated on him. And then Magenta comes in and rings the dinner bell. This all happens very quickly. Yes. <laughs> and then they all show up in their underwear. And, but... Dr. Frank is wearing this fucking bougie-ass, bespeckled, sheer yes. romper. <laughs> His outfits... Sorry, leotard. Iconic. Iconic. Okay, I want to ask this question, because I was thinking about it, because TikTok, obviously in all Rocky Horrors and my fucking algorithm. Sure. Um, who would you want to cast as Dr. Frank in a reboot? Who would you cast? Holy shit. I have one that I saw on TikTok, and I was like, yes. My first thought, and it's and it's only because I just haven't had enough time to think this through. Mm-hmm. So I've got two. Um, no, I'm going with one. Okay. James Franco. Oh, that's a good one. He would fucking wail at that. I, I feel like he would be so... Because he's so... He's so artsy and quirky in the sense... That I think he would take that role and he would fucking run with it. Yeah, or he would be the creepy henchman, I think. That too. Yeah, he could pull that off. But he is he likes to portray mm-hmm. himself and you he never talks about his dating his mm-hmm. his dating life, his sexuality, nothing. Like he is a people ask him all the time, Are you gay? Are you straight? Are you and he goes, I'm me. I fucking love And him. I love James Franco. James Franco, you can date me, it's fine. And also I think he he fits like he's got the dark hair, oh. he's got like kind of this like kind of goofiness about him that would work really well. He's hot, but he's quirky. You ready for mine? Yes. Harry fucking Styles. Ah! As Frankenfurter. Harry Styles can fucking get it! Like, okay, let's go to this goddamn dinner scene. <laughs> <laughs> A lot happens. 
An uncomfortable silence is around the dinner table as Frank cuts the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) With a fucking, he's got the mechanic saw. (laughs) Whenever anyone pisses him off, he like puts it and hit their face. (laughs) I was laughing so hard. Just same Frank. They toast to absent friends and Rocky for his birthday. Because <laughs> he was bored. The fucker's like seven hours old right now. <laughs> and he already got laid. Damn. A couple times. Damn. No, for him. Good for him. Dr. Everett Scott keeps asking about Stay at Home Freddy again. Eddie and how he is and why he's around aliens. He explains that Eddie left home the day his mom died and how much he loved porn and drugs. Fucking same. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out Eddie wrote a note to his uncle to help him and then he said that everyone and the doctor was evil. Yep. Frank's had enough and he removes the tablecloth to show Eddie's coffin with Eddie innards out. Yeah. Just like, because that's fine. Okay, were they eating him or was that a turkey? I thought they were eating him. Because that's he goes, what I thought because too. He, he goes, oh, don't worry, Eddie was very tender. And then that's when people yep. were like, this is disgusting. Yep, okay, so I am right on that. Like, like they were totally eating him, right? Yes. But, well, because his stomach was fucking open, so they probably took... Right, that's, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. Go, 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 go. Scared, Janet runs into Rocky's arm, which, which pisses off Frank. He chases her around the house, telling her, wise up, Janet. Janet. <laughs> Janet Weiss. <laughs> <We're not, laughs> first of all, he slaps the shit out of her and then chases her <laughs> around the fucking house. Poor fucking, if I feel bad for anyone, it's Janet. She just wanted to get some dick. <laughs> Let the bitch get some dick. <sighs> you better wise up, Janet Weiss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brad and Dr. Everett take the elevator up to the lab because Brad's like, don't hit my woman. Whatever. Frank pulls a lever. Brad is the worst character. Also, fucking Brad. Yeah. So when they all get up to the laboratory, Frank pulls a lever that glues Brad, Dr. Everett, and Janet to the floor. All right. Turns out Frank has the science that can transport people and break down solid matter and send it to space. Perfectly chill. Yeah, that doll checks out. Yeah, obviously. Um, and he also has this device that turns people into statues called Medusa. So, where they all look like, what's that famous statue? Statue of David. Sure. They all end up looking like that. Sure, we gotta ask Delaney. She probably <laughs> She's gonna be like, fuck you guys for not exactly. knowing this. Um, so yeah, Magenta uses the device to turn Dr. Everett... Janice and... Janet, sorry. Janet and Brad into statues. Columbia comes out of nowhere and is pissed at Frank for using her at the others and killing Eddie. So she also gets turned into a statue, along with Rocky. Can we talk about how Brad calls Frank out and says, you're a hot dog? Oh yeah, Brad's whole by now. What is that? He... That he's hot. Like, they're acknowledging that he's, like, hot. But oh, I thought, that, I thought it was supposed to be an insult. The way I said it, because she said it, too. She's like, you're a hot dog, but you're an awful person. Okay, okay. So I think they're both, like, attracted to him. Okay. But now, well... But they're also like, you fucking suck. Yeah. Because, like, and Columbia says the same thing, too. She says, I was in love with you, and then you hurt Eddie, and now I can't. No, like, I can't look at you. Yeah. So, yep. so he has this charm, and I think that's part of, like, his science and, like, the alienness of yep. him, is that, like, 
everyone falls in love with him, which, um, have you seen that man's ass? His ass? I don't think so. Frank laments over Rocky cheating on him, but Magenta comes in, she says she wants to go back to Transylvania. Frank's like, yeah, yeah, we'll go after our floor show. I need to do the floor show because he's a dramatic bitch. Right, which, like, we all understand. Here's where I noticed Brad's tiny dick. (laughs) (laughs) No one needs to see Brad's tiny fucking wiener like that. They did us dirty. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if they saw his dick and, like, made a statue. Or they just guessed. (laughs) I hope he's packing more than that, but well, I guess. Honestly, he filled out that underwear pretty good, so I think he's well, more than or he packed it with socks. <laughs> Damn it. So we get to the floor show. The narrator warns the audience that the floor show won't be pretty. Didn't expect anything less. Uh, Frank dresses up the statues in lingerie, boas, and makeup. He starts with Columbia, and she's... Because during the show, he de-produces mm-hmm. them, so they come to life. All Col- dressed up, because he did their makeup, their outfits, everything the while boa. they were. Yep. Uh, she sings about how she loved Frank. Her titties fall out at one point. Did oh, yeah. Did that? Okay. So many titties. So many titties. Rocky's next, and he sings about how hot he is and how much sex he has. He's <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight hours old. Yep. Brad is just confused and wants the dream to end. But he still feels sexy and horny. Yep. Janet is stoked that she's had sex and loves Frank. <laughs> that's what I got out of Boulder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Uh, I wrote on the quote, I don't know if this was the narrator or who it was, but their host was a man with little morals. And I was like, adoy. No shit, Sherlock. Have you seen this fucking movie so far? <laughs> he treats all of these people like fucking puppets. They're like toys for him to play with, and that freaks me out. Yeah, he's just like, this is a bit culty, huh? <laughs> the vow. <laughs> Sorry, it's not like the vow. And I'm sure you're getting to this part, but I love that pool. Mm-hmm. That scene's iconic as well. Mm-hmm. So we get to the finale. The master, Dr. Frankenfurter, goes on stage for the closing number. He sings about pleasure and then jumps into a pool. He encourages the audience, don't dream it, be it. The four echo him and join him in the pool for a giant orgy, I'm guessing. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. The Dr. Everett statue gets unfrozen and realizes he has to be strong against the spell. He finally fucking wakes up. He's late to the party. I forgot he was frozen the first time. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> he's, he shows up, he's like, why is everyone having sex in the pool? <laughs> but he starts to feel it too. And uh-huh. he actually has... Oh, yeah, because they all have stockings and high heels Well, it was on. like his legs work now. Oh, yeah. The power of Frankenfurter made his legs move, and he has high heels and stockings on, and he's fucking feeling himself. Fuck as he should. Frank ends the song with a line dance, <laughs> including everyone. <laughs> including Dr. Everett Scott. <laughs> Then the Transylvania Sibs show up. Lannister vibes. <laughs> yeah. The party ends when Riff Raff and Magenta disturb the show, calling Frank their prisoner. And they're all decked out in like the space gear and like this weird gun. They want to go back to Transylvania. But Frank stops them with the song about going home. 
and he imagines a full packed audience and he's singing to it. And that song's actually really pretty. I really love it. Is it? The oh, yeah, like, one? Yeah, I guess, like, I was so distracted by everything that was going on on the screen. I oh. just kind of... It's so good. I'll have to listen to the soundtrack on its own. Oh, my God. Unstable. We're here for it. Magenta and Riff Raff kill his dream by saying that he's not coming with them back to Transylvania on transsexual plane. <laughs> Dr. Everett realizes that Riff Raff is going to kill Frank with a laser gun because he killed Eddie and that was inhumane and he has to be yep. punished somehow by that. Yep. I was like, cool, I'm glad the incest aliens have fucking morals. Yeah, right? That's nice. <laughs> Columbia starts screaming, but Riff Raff shoots her. Forgot she dies. Rip. Yep. Rip Columbia. Frank tries to escape by climbing the curtain. I was like, what? I was like, you're yeah. not dramatic, bud. Okay, but his whole thing is drama. He loves the dramatics. So of course he's gonna climb the fucking curtain. True. He's shot down by Riff Raff. Um, Rocky is sad. Frank is dead. Because his 10-hour lover is now dead. So he fucking Kong, King Kongs it. <laughs> he does! And climbs up a, um, a set piece that's a radio tower. And Riff Raff just keeps shooting them over and over and okay, over. Why doesn't it affect him? Because he's like superhuman. Cause he's like, oh, sure, because he was yeah. created. I mean, it, he eventually gets him, but... <laughs> <laughs> the set that Riff... Or sorry, the set that Rocky and Frank climb crash into the pool and both Rocky and Frank are dead. Riff Raff has a... F- a fit about Frank and like Rocky not liking him. Well, Dr. Scott is like, you did good, son. <laughs> I did have to point out that I loved I loved that Frank can turn even his exile death into a performance. Well done, sir. <laughs> Just the most dramatic bitch there ever was. Yes. Dr. Frank and yep. Peter. Riff Raff is like, please leave. Because we're going to beam the house. Then he starts getting Lannister vibes with his sister Magenta. Oh, yeah. They fuck on a regular basis, I think. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Riffrack. Riffraff? <laughs> Riffraff and Magenta are excited to do the time warp in Transylvania again. And they beam the house back up to the sky to transsexual. The narrator ends the movie... By getting all philosophical about human race oh, yeah. and time and some other shit. <laughs> that's how I end it. <laughs> the human race is lost in time and space and meaning. I was like, damn, that's deep, dude. Sci-fi. Uh, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking wild ride, but I gotta tell ya. Mm-hmm. Summary for me. 
Emo Michaela fucking lived for this shit. Yes. This is also secretly when I wanted to do theater, too, when I saw this movie in, like, 10th yes. grade. So I was like, I'm just a sea chest. <laughs> like, learning yes. it. And then I saw the Glee episode, and I was just like, my life's over. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what's your rating? My rating is Tim Curry's fine ass. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking brought it. That fucking ass. So... So I loved it. I didn't think that I could love a movie as much as I loved this one because it was it was older. I don't I it's so it's so unique to find a movie from the 70s that I can watch and truly enjoy and I really really enjoyed this one. It's so fucking good, dude. Now uh, we got to see it live. We do. Yeah. And my rating is 10 shades of red lipstick and a 10 out of 10 for that musical number. Mm, which one? <laughs> no. All of them. All of them. We know Time Warp. You're the real MVP. Oh, that's Anyways. that's what it is. Yes. So, yay! No, it was great. I loved it. Thanks for making me watch that. That was our fourth installment of Spooky Season. Are we done with Spooky Season? We, I think so. We are, but you always know that Spooky Season is an everyday mood with Halloween. So catch up, catch up, catch up. If you want to listen to us there, that's our spinoff series with our pal Jess. And our first episode of that will be coming out on Halloween. So check Halloweens on Halloween. Ooh. 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 And on top of that, uh, you know where to find us. It's our bullshit uh, (laughs) wherever you stream things. And I just say that every time because you know where to find us. Yes. Um, outside of that, we love you and we hope you have a wonderful spooky season and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye. I remember doing the time war. Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for a living man. Tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania.